Hello and welcome to the DJ Force 10 In Conversation podcast episode 198. Getting so close to that 200. Um, and my very special guest on today's show is Steve Rolls from the band Belvedere. Uh, they're a punk band coming out of Canada. Uh, they've been going for many, many years. Um, and they've got a fantastic couple of singles out right now. Um, I Go check them out. You've got uh, Good Grief Retreat and Elephant March. Um, and then they've got an album coming out later this year. So we talk about that in the uh, podcast and everything. And um, yeah, it was great to talk to him. I've been a fan of Belvedere for a long time. So um, yeah, it was great. And there's a video component to this too. So go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash DJ Force X. Um, and you can see us talking, uh, or a couple of talking heads anyway, um, <laughs> uh, pretending to be us. And um, yeah, uh, awesome. Um, thank you everyone for downloading the show. We're close to that 200 mark. Um, I've, got, I've already got those recorded. Um, and I've got loads of people coming up and it's, they've all been good so far, uh, not to jinx anything, but they've all been good. So look forward to those. Uh, please keep liking, um, sharing, reviewing, subscribing to whatever channel you listen to this on. Um, I appreciate every single one of you and, uh, yeah, I think that's going to be it for now. Um, I bring you Steve from Belvedere. Enjoy. I'd like to welcome to the show today, I have Steve from the band Belvedere. Welcome, Steve. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Absolutely. My pleasure. Um, I know we were talking beforehand, but I just wanted to, I wanted this on tape, so it's there. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of you guys, weirdly enough, and and not weirdly enough, but um, back in, I think it was, must have been early to mid 2000s. I think you released uh, Fast Forward um, Eats Tape. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the first time I heard you guys because I was on a bit of a sort of like punk rock, skate punk kind of um, run when it came to music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was into bands like Twenty Eight Days and um, like Rise Against stuff like that. And uh, yeah, you guys got recommended to me by my local record store, uh, which is actually still around uh, in Camberley, in fact, where I, where I said I live. Um, and I picked up that album because uh, you, uh, I think you got it released on Golf Records. I've got it here, so I should have had it with me. I've got the CD somewhere in this garage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just want to say massive fan. I went, I went back and listened to your early stuff as well. And then uh, I know you guys kind of called hiatus for a bit. Um, mm-hmm. And then you came back and released a couple more albums, which um, kind of went under my radar. Um, and I've literally, when I got sent through this brand new single, which we're going to talk about in a moment, uh, I went back and listened to your your last album back in, I think it was 2016, 17. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, love it, love it. It's just, it gave me all those vibes from from, from way back then. And, and this new single, um, Good Grief Retreat, um, I'm really enjoying. Um, Thank you. I've been giving it spins and stuff on my on my radio show. Also, um, I do live streams because, like I said, 
clubs aren't open uh, <laughs> yeah right um, but i do online dj live streams as well and i gave it a spin on that and and people were like asking what it was and all that kind of stuff so it's getting a good reaction uh, oh that's great from my side of things um thanks very much yeah you know it's funny like the um and thanks for the history on that that's awesome we had uh, one of our first um we you know when we started talking about coming over to the uk and europe uh, one of the first people that we spoke with was was lil and Catherine at household name records mm. And they put out uh, "Twas Halsted Former Child," and then, um, then yeah, then, then fast forward to the tape came out through through Golf Plastic Head over there, and uh, yeah, we kind of called it quits about a year after that album. We we split up for seven years, and then yeah, came back together on some reunion shows and kept flying ahead. And and before you knew it, we had a record out, and here we are five years later with with another one. So yeah. um, that's one of the you know the silver linings at least of being locked down the last year and having all our shows canceled is. That we just said, well, we got to do something here, so we uh, we put together thirteen songs for this for this new upcoming album. Awesome! And what what can you tell us about the album coming up? Because um, I mean, all I've been all I've seen is this track um, on that mm-hmm. front, and and I'm I'm quite excited because I'm like I said, it gave me those vibes from way back then, and I'm I'm very big into my. Well, I say nostalgia. You know, you get to a certain age and yeah. like, start remembering <laughs> when I could skateboard, and could, you know. Um, but yeah. it, it's just like. You know what? What can you tell? What what's the sort of plan with the album? Like, uh, have you mm-hmm. got it due out for this year, or are you kind of waiting to see what the climate looks like? You know, in a couple of months' time. No, we're going to go for it. Actually, we we set a date for for May fourteenth, and um, you know, we weren't really holding anything back because we, you know, it took us a good six to nine months to to put things together for the record. We recorded it in December, which was a, a ordeal in itself, given restrictions and. Yeah. Our bass player lives in Toronto, so he uh, he recorded his bass tracks DI uh, from Toronto. Brilliant. But <laughs> you know, we all put it together in our studio. Our drummer Casey has that's what he does. He he records bands, so we put it together and we we, we track, mixed, and mastered it there at our studio. And um, yeah, we we said it. Uh, you know, May fourteenth is is the date. It's a thirteen song album, and it's coming on a Lockjaw Records for the e, uh, EU and yeah. UK. And Thousand Islands Records for uh, for Canada, US, and really, you know, everything else, yeah. Australia, Japan, such like that. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, we have a couple more singles coming out over the next couple of weeks. Cool. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say that, but we, they are coming. You'll you'll start seeing them soon. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> and and yeah, yeah, record comes out May 14th, and it, you know, given how things go, I guess we'll just kind of wait and see how things go. But we're looking to reschedule. We had 90 shows booked for for 2020. Yeah, and part of 2021. So. You know, we are hoping that maybe we can we can get back over at the at the tail end of this year and definitely next year as well. Nice. So yeah, we're we're planning on touring quite a bit. You know, yeah, no, that's really cool to know. And I'm um, if you make it over here once you know everything's lifted, then yeah, I'm I'm going to be there. Um, but what what um like during during the lockdown and stuff, I've I've been quite fortunate to speak to a lot of bands like yourself and and sort of gauge what they've been up to. Obviously, you guys created a record. Um, mm-hmm. what what sort of other things what um you know, what other things you've been up to and also what kind of, um, it's a really, like I've, I found it to be a real good learning point for a lot of bands. Like they've learned a lot mm-hmm. about other processes or, you know, just being able to adapt to the situation, like being that kind mm-hmm. of like chameleon of, of, of life, um, on that front. Yeah, yeah. That, how does it affect you guys in Canada? Cause I've, only, I've spoken to a few people in Canada, but not, not many. Yeah. So, I mean, um, we're a lot more spread out in Canada. We do have quite a few cases and, and depending on which province you're in, things have been locked down at certain times. Uh, not really the, the harsh lockout, harsher lockdowns like we've yeah. seen in places like, you know, in, in, in Britain, but, um, yeah, it's, you know, what have we been doing, um, outside of the album? I mean, a few of us, like I have a kid, we have families, yeah. you know, so it's been like trying to keep 
you know, our young ones entertained and not driving them, you know, want to make sure that they're, they're happy and stuff like that. That's always a, a first and foremost. And then, yeah, whenever we're able to, you know, I've been able to do a few acoustic things online with the Manchester punk festival or spam festival. Um, so I'm trying to keep, you know, the, the creative side going a little bit. We did do one uh, in the summertime when, when numbers were quite low, we were able to fly out to Quebec and we did a, an online streaming show where people oh, bought nice. tickets and the whole thing. And it was awesome. Like really good production in a nice venue. And that was our kind of our only show that we've been able to do. Um, so most of it's just been kind of writing separately and jamming when we can, yeah. um, in the studio and like, it's, it's a nice big studio. So we've got lots of room and everybody's got their own space. So it works out good. Cool. And yeah, just kind of plugging away. And, you know, once we sort of had some deadlines with the labels and stuff, then we just started putting things into place for recording it. So oh, yeah. yeah, it's been a busy year. You know, it's, it's uh, like most people, it's kind of like, I'm doing a lot of things and then I'm doing a lot of nothing. And then, yeah. you know, and it all just seems to meld into one big long day yes it? yeah it certainly has i'm like trying to hark back to certain things that i can't when people like say oh this happened last year i was like really was it last year was it or was it like yeah. three years ago um, <laughs> um but like how did you find like because i've I spoken to a few bands that have done those sort of like live productions online how did obviously you said you really enjoyed it but how did you find it initially like um because obviously you feed from a crowd like when you are playing live for instance um, yeah, but did you treat it more sort of maybe like you know a music video shoot, or was it kind of um, you know did you did you still get that kind of like kick from it, or a different kick? Yeah, I think we did. You know, it's you know it is it is a bit different, but you know playing in front of nobody. I mean, Christ, that was us for the first four or five years of our band existence. So I mean, you know, <laughs> it just made me feel like I was at home. You know, in my teens, but. Yeah. Um, you know, um, it was okay. Like there was people at the venue, you know, they're all masked up and there was a film crew and all that stuff. So, you know, when you'd, you'd crack jokes or you kind of make things, there were people, you'd get sort of a response from it, but yeah, um, you just have to imagine, you know, you just have to imagine that people are there and, um, and try to, you know, have as much fun as you can. So, I mean, I guess in a way, you, because you're not feeding off a live audience, you know, if I'm smiling and having a good time, it's cause I'm actually having a good time. So, That's good. um, you know, it, we, we had a blast doing it and nice. unfortunately that was the only thing we could do but it was good to do yeah no it's like i say it's, it's one of those things that i've seen i've seen an emergence in the, in the lockdown kind of like era that we've had of, of bands being able to do this um mm -hmm. and i've spoken to some some have found it weird some have found it you know um actually like you say like you say it was a lot of fun um and and i've watched a lot of them as well unfortunately i missed your one um but i will i will go back as if there's any footage mm -hmm. um, um but recently I, I tuned into um uh love and death which is uh head from corn's mm -hmm. band um yep. and they did a live for their album launch and that was pretty good um it was like a full production uh with, yeah. obviously without crowd and everything like that and then i watched crowbar for a total sort of like sideway um crowbar cool. did one from there i'm guessing it was their rehearsal room <laughs> mm. um, yeah i you know one of the one of the best ones i saw was less than jake they did a full thing they had television commercials contortionists oh, like wow. jugglers it was crazy like so they they'd go in and they do this live thing and then they would they would kind of cut to like a pre-done commercial that they had done you know oh, and so they really they really <laughs> went for it and it was i mean it was hilarious they, they had a bonus thing for people that um you know for people that wanted to um get a vip package or whatever and then they yeah. went back and had a whole extra like hour and a half of them doing interviews you know playing at roger's studio in modehouse studio and like it was like you know for me the best one i've seen so far yeah. the most elaborate anyways I'm, for sure i'm gonna have to check that one out as well because yeah. <laughs> i saw a lot of um uh, as well last year i had a few sort of um anniversary shows 
Uh, a lot mm. of bands were celebrating their 20th anniversary of, of, of certain records, which made me feel stupidly old. Um, but <laughs> yeah. they, they also, I think it was Nonpoint did a really good one as well. I was just thinking back to them. Mm. They, they did a, uh, I think it was Statement, which was one of their albums back in 2000. And um, yeah, that was, that was really good as well because they brought in special guests and they had like little vignettes between the, um, between the songs, discussing the album, maybe some sort of raw footage that they had from back then and stuff like that. And I thought that was awesome. really cool. I thought that was like something that was really good fan service. Like I think at this time it was yeah. like, it's important for that. Obviously it's good on the creative side of things to, to get your art out there. Cause then it's, that's your kind of like output. That's your mental kind of like, you know, um, health thing as well, where you just kind of mm-hmm. like push that art out there. But you've also got people who are looking for that sort of like bit of distraction or looking for that entertainment and, and, guys like yourselves doing those live streams have helped a lot of people, which has been absolutely, well, in my eyes, absolutely brilliant. But I expect like adapting to this, 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 this lockdown or this, this pandemic that we've got. Um, yeah. But it, yeah. it kind of, it well, made, I mean, you know, the year and a, a year and a half is a long time to, to, to lose touch with people. Right. So, so even if it's not the same, I've, I've seen lots of people say, Oh, it's not the same as a live show. And you're right. It's not, but you know, if you can kind of keep in touch with people every every six months or something with a little thing, just to you know, yeah, just to let them know you're still there and let let you know that they're still there. Yeah. And you know, when we can get at this again, then then I, I can't wait. I think I, I'm excited to see how things will be. Hopefully, when when we can do it again. Yeah. No. Definitely. It's the same thing. Like from my perspective, I've been like I, said, I was quite fortunate to speak to a lot of bands over this time, like over zoom skype whatever um and do it for my podcast and everything but it was like it's it's this sort of downtime has given me a lot more chance to listen to new music um not just from the sort of established bands from from back when but also new bands as well like i'm i get mm-hmm. obviously being in a sort of like journalistic side of things now it you get sent promotional stuff obviously you know i got sent promo from you guys and and but it's actually given me time to listen to it whereas before I'd always look out for the sort of ones that have got the most hype, you know, to play on, on the, you know, to obviously get people listening or whatever on social media. But, um, now this time I've been like concentrating on getting a lot more sort of like new bands or music that people haven't quite heard yet. Um, and getting it to the forefront because people are listening now as well. I found like, you know, people have turned to radio, people have turned to podcasts more in this time. Mm -hmm. And I feel it's like, dutiful to push bands from this point because i was i was in a like position of being in a band when i was younger um that that 2000 era uh, i was in a new metal band for instance um Mm -hmm. which i do talk about a lot on this show and people do know (laughs) you got it you're your best promoter oh no totally totally but i was i was a dj in a new metal band so i was on that kind of like you know abusive end of it where people were going fucking dj um but um, <laughs> but you know uh, like just and like being like given the opportunities back then to push because radio was more apparent then people the internet was kind of it was there but it wasn't as dominant as it is now um and, and just giving bands that chance and now people are listening again it's like kind of like now's the chance to get your music kind of out to these people and having these formats streaming formats is a level playing ground for a lot of them as well yeah. so you know it's just down to whoever's pushing and like you guys i'm playing your music on a regular basis i think there's a Thank few you. other djs on the station that are doing it as well uh, that's great when i last saw the stats you were playing quite a few times um and i'm really looking forward to the album like just 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 like i mean may 14th you know and and you're on lockjaw as well which is another sort of like well-established indie label here um i mean i've known that label for god must be about 25 years i think if, mm-hmm. if not around then how did the sort of link up come with them was that just sort of just by chance or was it 
Um, I don't know all the history of, of Lockjaw, to be honest. I only know Rob um, to begin with. And yeah. so our last record, um, uh, The Revenge of the Fifth, actually came out in the UK on Lockjaw. Okay. But it was kind of spread out amongst a lot of labels, right? So it's a little... It was a little more, I think, kind of thinned out a bit. But um, but Rob and I have known each other for some time. His band Darko had had played with us in Japan a few years ago, mm. and we knew the band anyways. You know, sort of going back. So I know I know Rob and Leslie and some of the other team. Um, I also am a, a, a booking agent and manager. So okay. some of the other bands on their label, um, Wolf Rick and um, and Drones, I already work with. So yeah. we already have this sort of establishment or established relationship going. So, um, you know, it just made sense. Like when it was time to start talking about who was going to release it over on your side of things, um, you know, they were, they were, well, there wasn't really a second place. I don't yeah. think so. No, that's awesome. And I, I, I love drones by the way. I know you, mm-hmm. look, you say you look after them. Um, I, I recently just discovered them as well through, um, mm-hmm. uh, Mike, uh, earshot, uh, in the States. Yep. He, um, he sent out a promo and, uh, yeah, I'm trying to get them on my show as well. So. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I book I book drones in 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 Europe and the UK. So. Yeah, no, they're, they're a really cool band. I'm really loving their stuff. Mm. It's kind of like it's yeah, a real, real resurgence of a of a punk rock sound kind of happening now, which is which is great. It kind of I think it did the kind of like the usual sort of twist of stuff, like when any music genre gets popular, gets diluted, but then you get them come back around. Like a lot of the bands that were established back then come back recreate that sound and you've got a lot of new bands like drones like coming in and adding their own kind of like um their own their own twist to it as well yeah yeah for sure and it's it's awesome and that's great i didn't i didn't know you looked after them so that's, that's awesome yeah. they're, they're a great band um so if anyone's listening listen to them listen to your stuff as well um, <laughs> <laughs> um but I, I don't mind pushing all the bands on, on the on the on the agency let's go we can we can push them all here why not <laughs> that's all good it's all good yes no definitely yeah. um but you know i've got a couple of questions left for you if that's all right mm-hmm. and then yeah sure no problem the rest of your day um yeah. what i want is more about yourself so what i want to find out from you are your um what are your three most pivotal albums so the what i'm talking about is the album like you first heard an album and you're like fuck that makes me want to be in a band or that makes mm-hmm. me want to play guitar that was play an instrument of some kind um what what could you really like you know what albums could you put in those categories yeah i think um hmm. i mean when i was a kid my dad would play endless summer by beach boys all the time mm-hmm. so that made me want to sing Nice. Um, I didn't actually become a singer till much later on, but that's where it kind of gave. I always loved the whole idea of harmony and three part harmonies, and I loved how yeah. they, you know, they they really overdid it. You know, um, I think um, Master of Puppets by Metallica was probably a big one as far as guitar playing goes, and yeah. I think I was about thirteen uh, when I when I picked up a guitar, and that was one I just loved. That's why I'm such. I love downstroke stroke, you know, picking right now, <laughs> yeah. and I think it was all just kind of, kind of watching listening to that band at the time. Um, but bad religion suffer is when nice. everything kind of all clicked together for me, yeah. you know, lyrically, musically, it just kind of gave me a roadmap, um, for, for music, but also a message. And, uh, you know, that album came out in 88. I don't, I don't think I listened to it until about 92, mm. maybe, maybe 91, 92. And then, but it's actually no control. I heard first, and then what, holy smokes, all these songs are a minute and a half and there's so much stuff yeah. that they're saying. And so then I just went back and I found Suffer and then my head exploded and then that was it. Yeah. No, I, I love that early kind of like punk hardcore um, 
uh, sort of sound as well. Like back back in, I mean, it was when I was. I mean, it was out before I was a kid. You know, we're talking Bad Brains, mm. we're talking um, Black Flag, and stuff like that. But I really got into yeah. that sort of side of things as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I listen to a lot of that stuff too, in Dead Kennedys yeah. and, and DOA, and you know, the little, you know, a good shout out to some Canadian bands, bands there. <clears throat> but that suffer was kind of where it all just like made sense to me. That became yeah. my band, you know for sure that's awesome yeah. that's awesome i'm gonna go back and listen to a couple of those because um well I've, i haven't listened to beach boys for a long time to be honest with you like, <laughs> I mean, there's a problem yeah you know, but I, yeah well i you know one of the funnest things about some of those old, older recordings is knowing that they recorded all that stuff on an eight track so a yeah. lot of those th- three and four part harmonies they were doing live you know around a microphone yeah and uh and ultimately you know when we did our first record because no one stopped us we had to we tracked on a on a one inch tape you know eight track tape so same kind of thing you know it was like well we're out of tracks there's one track left three you get out there and try and do your best right so (laughs) good or bad we did the same kind of thing you know so but there is a little bit of recording magic in some of that stuff you know yeah it is a bit even though sometimes it's not as good it doesn't hold up it's still endearing in in some ways yeah no that's why i like to go back because whenever i ask this question to 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 artists like yourself it's it's more of a like it's a discovery piece for me because it's like what i like to go back to have like listen to albums that people have had like those moments with um and that made you want to be you know p- part of what you want to be today or part of who you are today uh, obviously master of puppets metallica huge album like you know when it yeah. comes to the, sort of the metal side of things it's you know it's 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 legendary on that front um let's put it like uh probably not to give it in, it's enough due but it's um yeah it's it's a great album and, and bad religion like i said before like that sort of like punky hardcore sound um ethos and that kind of like you know having a message in there as well which is you know a, a, a legible message as well not just screaming kind of like random incoherent you know <laughs> there is actually something there there's i don't know what you're talking about no, no, not at all. <laughs> i've done a few screaming incoherent things myself over the years on tape and off tape but um the uh the one thing i'll say about suffer though and i mean you know i don't want to keep banging the drum on this but it still holds up like i still like i you know all of us in our on our forties, we still try to, you know, keep somewhat in shape. So I'm running all the time now as much as I can. And that's still my go-to album. I, I, I don't care how many listen, how many times I listen to it. It's like the perfect amount of time. It's like 26 minutes long, 27 minutes long. And you just kind of like, it never gets old to me, you know, yeah. and to have that come out in 88, you know, music wise, but also even recording wise, I'm blown away at how good that one sounds, you know, yeah. even now. So yeah. yeah, it's a good one. Cool cool excellent um finally uh what are your hobbies away from music i know you've already mentioned like you know spending time with the family things like that mm-hmm. and your booking agency obviously that's more of a business than you know yeah but what other things do you sort of get up to yeah it's i don't play as much as i want to it's funny how we really do go into a lot of like you know you play a lot and then especially when it's come to kind of it's it comes time for a record or touring but then there's a lot of downtime after that you know where you don't really play as much so you know definitely hanging out with the kid keeping him busy um we all have part-time jobs too so i sell beer on the side you know because my booking agency there's not much going on with that right now but that was really taking up a lot of the time was was booking and you know it is a business but it's also super fun too i mean i like being involved with other bands i like guiding when you know i'm asked or needed you know I like putting together tours. I like the, the, the Rubik's cube of sort of putting or the Tetris of putting everything together, you yeah. know, yeah. whether it be a route or, or a tour, you know? So I do love that stuff a lot. And just like everybody else, I'm binge watching way too much, you know, Netflix <laughs> and crave TV. So, yeah. 
No, I... and running when I running when I can, but not as much as I should. We live in Canada here, where we're just we're just getting out of the minus thirty, minus forty oh, segment of yeah. our winters. So, um, thankfully, the where the snow is starting to melt, but I have a feeling that we're not done yet. No, <laughs> it's always more around the corner. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, I've got I've got a line with you on on the because I used to book my band as well back in back in the day. Yeah. I was their manager and booking agent, press agent, all in one. Mm-hmm. And and there's nothing quite like a logistically perfect tour. Yeah, <laughs> like not having. You let me that know when I get like, one. I've never got one yet, but yeah, I got one. I got one, and it was yeah, per- it yeah. was perfectly around the UK, and it was just like yeah. I got it. Like every venue was like dead on route, and I was just like, this is brilliant. There was no like going yeah. up to like you know Nottingham and then coming all the way back down to Bournemouth and then going all the way up. You know, it was like nicely around the country. So uh, that's good. I got one. You have to you have to remember <laughs> too, like being being a Canadian guy too, you know, I, I, I have to if I was one of my European or UK bands, I might be a little worried having a, a Canadian agent booking for you because <laughs> I might think, oh, a six-hour drive, that's like a short drive for what we're used to here. Yeah. You, you know, you tell somebody a six-hour drive and, and they probably look at you kind of funny. But yeah, no, it's- I, I, my, my grasps of distances on Google Maps isn't as good as, as possibly the people that live in London to know how, how long it actually takes to get in and out of that city. So. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I, I lived in the States for a bit, so I got a real appreciation yeah. of that kind of, um, oh, it's only four hours down the road like yeah. because because the roads in the states are they're, they're long they're straight they're generally smooth there's no sort of like windy back roads unless you want to take a shortcut um right um uh, but, yeah. but here it's all kind of like you know we do have obviously you know highways main roads all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff going up and down the country but you've also got a lot of intertwining country roads you've also got a lot of towns that are kind of like not yeah. built for for traffic um yeah and and yeah i like i remember like obviously being on tour and thinking oh my god this like three-hour journey is taking forever um and it was just like winding around and and you just kind of i guess it was car sickness and stuff as well but like in the mm-hmm. states it was like oh let's go to like i was living in tampa so let's go to cape canaveral and i was like mm-hmm. okay but it was a straight line shot straight across florida um yeah it took like two and a half i think it was like two and a half hours three hours maybe more but it just didn't it didn't feel like that it was just a straight no, shot you know and no. i was just like yeah. this is this is how it should be <laughs> <laughs> well who knows but yeah yeah, yeah it, it definitely uh yeah so i i do try to be you know and as a person who's spent a lot of time playing in a band too i do like to if you can keep it under five hours for a drive that's that's yeah. okay you yeah, know definitely definitely yeah well, Steve, thank you very much. Um, I, I, I really appreciate your time. Um, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Um, Thanks. Good luck with everything uh, when it comes to the album and all that kind of stuff. And I look forward to hearing the, the next couple of singles. Um, and uh, well, absolutely looking forward to the album as well. So, And then hopefully uh, tours tours and uh mm-hmm. more gigs i think 2022 is going to be an expensive year uh- <laughs> yeah. yeah thanks a lot for having me and yeah hopefully we'll see you uh we've got some things tentatively planned at the end of the year and if not then of course we'll push to you know beginning of 2022 so awesome. just keep an eye out we'll can't wait to see you excellent well cool thank you steve have a good rest of your day man you too thanks a lot for having me thank you man bye-bye yeah